Hi, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you are listening to Talk Sex with Dick. I've recently had a number of listeners write in, and I want to thank you first for being listeners and for tuning in. There, We are growing all over the world, and it is great to know that there are listeners out there and today I want to answer some questions from our listeners the first question says the other day I went to my son's room to put away his laundry and when I opened the door I saw him looking at his phone and masturbating he's 12 I immediately turned around and walked out. A few days later, he left his phone at home. Needless to say, curiosity got the best of me, and I began snooping and saw numerous gay porn sites that he had visited. I honestly don't know what to do. I feel like if I say something, he's going to know that I was snooping. But if I don't, well, I know he will continue to look at porn. There's so much here, and I just don't know what to do. Please help me, worried mother in Montana. Worried mother... The first thing I want to address is that your son is 12. And what was I doing at the age of 12? It can feel so overwhelming when your child is, when you walk in and you see your son masturbating. And that can feel very just can feel different. The first thing I want to address is this issue surrounding consent. It's important that your son is provided privacy, but oftentimes we don't really think about the issue of consent as parents. We're often the first ones that will break consent and I would encourage you as you're wondering about your son to know that he is going through his own journey and travel and the best thing that you can do is not to go in his room when he has had the door closed that is a sign that he is sitting and wanting privacy. The other issue, and it's so hard, this is so hard because I realize that you may be experiencing some things that are related to your son's experience. And there's just this thought of not only is... I don't think it's masturbating that is the issue, but that you're wondering if 
is he watching porn? He probably is. But also, there may be this other thing of him being gay. Just, but I also want to retract and to say just because somebody listens to or watches gay porn does not mean that they are gay. He could be exploring aspects of his sexuality. So I wouldn't jump to any conclusions about your son. But just to be supportive for when he talks to you. Now, it sounds like he is at a space where he's not comfortable. And I don't think that I would have ever been comfortable talking to my mother about watching porn. And so I would encourage you as you're kind of going through this what do I do? Do I sit and do I have this conversation with my son about whether he's, one, is he watching porn, or two, is he gay? The first thing is is that I want to provide what's called a psychoeducation on what is porn. Well, he's masturbating to porn, and it's very natural masturbation but the thing is is that we're sitting in a space where there might be this this thing that he might not be ready to come out in and it could also be a thing of just being honest with your child because so often we can get into these spaces where we don't want to really address it. And it, if I was in your shoes, it would feel very difficult to address. And so I would encourage you and to provide psychoeducation that there is ethical porn out there. Um, and ethical porn is where you will see individuals watching pornography or engaging in sex. And generally the viewer after the experience is that there's an interview done. I think, you know, there's a bigger thing that we need to look at. And if you go in and say to your son, you know, I don't want you watching porn, he's going to continue to do it. The thing is, is that we need to really create a space where this, where your son could really allow himself to be present and to let him know and to provide him the resources. It's possible that he has subconsciously left his phone at home so that you could find his, find what he was looking at. But I would refrain from having any type of conversation, 
even though as much as you want to. And it's very unclear whether what you're talking about is porn or is a, a whole nother issue of his sexual orientation. And I would just encourage that you continue to have conversations with him about what it is that's going on and to allow him his privacy. But the number one thing is when the door is closed, as much as, and thank you for doing his laundry, it may sound like you need to teach him to do his own laundry so that the situation does not pop up again. But I would encourage you, if you're sitting in that situation, just to respect his privacy so that he does not feel like he is being intruded upon. And so often, for all the listeners out there, if you are parents to make sure that you're providing a space where your children can feel like there's consent and this is how we talk about consent and to just allow this child to have their space. And it's also, you know, one thing that I have noticed is that children have access to cell phones when I was a kid, which was back in the 90s, we didn't have cell phones. And today, so often, and maybe that you need to also put a block, you know, that is your own choice, but also just to have conversations because he's this is a natural thing and your child has access to this and just to you know allow him to have the conversations but there's ways to have the conversations without actually having to have the conversation so to you worried mother in montana just allow him to come to you. The second writer writes, my boyfriend and I are very different sexually. He tends to caution on the side of vanilla while I fall on the side of adventure. In the past of my relationships, my ex and I have had very similar sexual appetites but this relationship, I feel like sex happens less than I'd like it to. And when it does, it's not that good. I'm wondering if this is something I just need to tolerate, or should I consider my other options? Hmm. It sounds like there's something going on here. It can be very overwhelming when one partner has a different sexual appetite than the other. And it can feel very just like, what is, what should I do? 
I'm very sexually exploratory, and yet I just, my partner isn't into, or they're just not sexually aroused. And that can feel very overwhelming. I would encourage you first, and this is one of the one things, is, is that you really have to ask yourself, where am I at? Mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And, you know, it's important that you have a conversation with your partner. Because it can feel so overwhelming when we're sitting in the space to think, what is that like? It could be that you and your partner have a conversation about opening the relationship. And that's very common and more common than you would think. I would encourage you as you're going through this space to really ask yourself that question of how can I satisfy myself? Maybe it's masturbation, but also maybe it's that you're not sexually compatible. And so often I see clients that come into my office and they struggle in this area. They struggle because there's this idea of what sex should be like. But it's also one of the things that I want to ask you feeling looking for adventure is to ask yourself this question. Not can I tolerate, but what am I willing to express? And that can feel very overwhelming. There's such fear of rejection and there's such fear of sitting in the space where we don't know what's going to happen. And I would just encourage you to have this open conversation, but that may be something that's difficult. And it may be that I would encourage that you come up with a menu, knowing what is your, what are the, and it's the same thing as other individuals I treat, but to say, what is your green, yellow, and red? Green are things that you love, Yellow are things that you would consider. And red, they are the things that you would not consider or want to engage in. It's very important that you find your space.
But it may be that you're sitting in a situation where you're not able to have that conversation. But what I know is that all relationships experience this. Generally, what I see is one person is very sexual. They have a high sexual appetite and the other does not. And through going through couples therapy, what you can find is you can see that it could be very and beneficial for you to seek out with your partner and to see if they're open to the conversation. And I hope that has helped. The next listener says, I've had this problem since I can remember. Sex hurts. My boyfriend is well endowed, but even in the past with partners who weren't that big, I've always found sex to be painful. I like it when he eats me out and enjoy my vibrator and don't like being penetrated. I would really like to have a good sexual experience with my boyfriend, but it's just too painful. I'm at my lost cause, lost cause in San Diego. Hun, you're not alone. There's lots of women who experience this. Sexual pain, pain in the vagina for the folks back home. The vagina is a canal. Your vulva, is your vagina, and if you're looking at your vagina, it's where you, it is the part of the vagina where we don't see, and oftentimes we say that boys have penises and girls have vaginas, but that's not the case. What is the case is boys have penises and girls have vulvas. And so what you're experiencing is so common. It's feeling uncomfortable because your body is saying, stop. It's saying, stop right now. I'm not there. So often we see ourselves and our body can't keep up. It may be, well, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is to seek out, have you talk to your gynecologist medical first and second is if your gynecologist 
there's a couple things. If your gynecologist has said there's not anything wrong, and I hate that term, there's not anything wrong, but that's the term I will use because that's where it is. There's not anything wrong. Then it's to look at what is your body telling you? You like using your vibrator because your vibrator allows you to experience sensation. That's where if you're rubbing your clit, it can feel so good. And that feels good to you. And that's absolutely okay. But the problem is, is that your body, your vaginal wall, again, for the guys out there that are listening, your vaginal wall is not the outside of your vagina. It is the inside. And what is it being experienced here? Sounds like there's some pain associated with it. And I would encourage you, if this is what you're experiencing, to really understand that this is... Many women go through this. There are what are called dilators that you can use to start out small. But the most important thing, folks out there, is lube, lube, lube. We want to make sure that there is enough lube in the vagina that it can, it can open up. You know, it's almost like when guys are experiencing being bottoms and, you know, it doesn't feel good when you first start trying to bottom. So a psychoeducation is just that you are trying to insert something up your anus and it can hurt. And with the same thing, it's the same thing with the vagina. And I would encourage you to really experience and to take your finger and to stick it inside your vagina so that you can see what feels comfortable and just allow yourself maybe it is using a dilator maybe it's not but if your body is saying it hurts then it's saying to the mind that I'm not ready for that and sexual experiences are so experience with the inner culture that we need to understand that our own sexual experiences really bring about these own ideas of what it is that we need and so I would encourage you 
to really find out and to work with somebody possibly who is a sex therapist so that they can help you to understand what's going on with your body. Also working with the palliative floor therapist. We really need to release that anxiety that's in the body and to understand that you are ultimately in control of what is happening. And I hope that has helped. The last listener who's written in said, sometimes when I come home from a night out, I go to the freezer and put ice in a glass. I like to eat the ice when I watch porn periodically. But here's the thing. I like to stick the cubes up my asshole and fill them melt. I'm totally not gay as all the porn I watch is hetero. But I love the way the cubes fill as they melt inside of me. This is something I've done since I was in high school, but I'm wondering what someone might think if they found out, or is this even normal, breaking the ice in El Paso? Breaking the ice, you know? My only concern is to make sure that you have a towel put out so that it does not go all over your satin sheets. You know, what you're experiencing is, I hate the word normal, but we'll use it because you used it. It's completely normal. Different people have different expressions sexually. And maybe this has been yours. I would encourage you, if you know, to, to you, Breaking Ice in El Paso, to understand that it's not about normal. It's about Three, four things, actually. Three things, safe, consensual, and fun. But also, most importantly, legal. So often we get ourselves into a spot where we ask ourselves, what is normal? And there's different things that we can find to be expressively normal and there's nothing wrong with that I would say to you that you know this does not make you and I'm using an air quote gay lots of individuals who experience different sexual expressions 
many individuals who come into my office who wonder if things are quote-unquote normal. Well, it's not about normal. It's about what is it as you as an individual really like. And, you know, different people like different things. Some, as I've said, some people like leather and other people like lace. And that really has nothing to do with your sexual expression, but that you are sitting in a space that is most comfortable for you. My only thing is make sure if you, and it sounds like, and I don't know, but it could feel like, what if you spoke to a doctor about this? If you need a doctor to speak to, feel free to reach out to me, and I can provide you a doctor to speak to that is non-judgmental. I'm just wondering if, if it's on the prostate, would that have any... Would that be any have any specific adverse reaction? But that's okay. It's perfectly fine. And you are in a space where it doesn't matter. The thing is, is that if this is something that you find to be arousing, well, then let it be arousing. We all have are things that we like. Sometimes we like our nipples pinched. And sometimes we don't. And that is perfectly okay. So I would encourage you and encourage everyone, if you're sitting in a space where you feel like what is normal and what is not normal, to ask yourself these three questions. Is it safe? Is it consensual? Is it fun? But most importantly, is it legal? I just want to thank everybody for tuning in today to Talk Sex with Dick. It's been an absolutely wonderful time spending with you. Next week, we have an individual who will, is going to be coming into this home, this wonderful exploratory space in Astoria, New York. And he's going to talk about what it means to be a bear. And what does that mean? And the experience behind that. What does it mean in sexual identity and all those things? And so it's so exciting when we have wonderful guests on our show. Thank you for tuning in. If you have a question or are in the New York City area and would like to be a guest on this show, 
feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Lake Rising Therapy. Again, that's L-A-I-K-E Rising Therapy. Or you can email me directly at richard.mills at lakerisingtherapy.com. Again, you've been listening to Talk Sex with Dick. Until next time, take care of yourself and those around you. Have a good evening. Bye.